Today's episode, we're going to be looking at the fundamentals of bowling. And in particular today, we're going to focus on bowling a good length, um, which is a very important feature of bowling. Arguably, if you get this right, you, you're never going to go for any runs and you're, you're going to do really well. So we best first find out what that is. Keith, what do you think a good length is? What does it mean to you? A good length for me, mate, is um, challenging about his defence, forward defence, as consistently as possible. How you do that, everyone's different. Um, your lines have got to be good, but the main subject we're on about and what it is, is bowling a good length. Each batter is different, so your lengths can vary. But challenging the top of the stumps, top of off stump, for me, um, that's the key to bowling a good length. Love it. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, quite often you hear the six to eight metre um, phrase mentioned. Um, is that is that true? In my eyes, it's kind of a vague, kind of a vague answer. Yes, but wickets you play on um, up and down slopes that can vary. And I think that needs to be taken into consideration a lot. Yeah, 100%. I think, um, I don't know if you've seen that Amazon documentary, The Test, about the Australian team. But there's a there's a, a clip in it where uh, Troy Cooley is talking about how the Australian pace bowlers in that Ashes series, I think it was 2019, their, their default length was going to be six metres. And then from there, they would kind of, you know what I mean? Analyze whether they need to be a bit fuller, a bit shorter, and all those sorts of things. Um, obviously, obviously they're bowling eighty-five to ninety mile an hour on flat pitches, so that explains why it's a, a good starting point. Um, in in your opinion, is is that or is length something that changes across all levels of play? From playing quite a bit of club cricket as well as county cricket, no. Um, doesn't matter your pace, doesn't really matter on the wicket to an extent of club cricket wickets, you're still, you, your good length is still a good length. Um, how batters play that will vary, which then may mean you move that slightly, but I don't think it does at all. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not easy, is it? <clears throat> um, and I guess um, one of the art, the art of bowling is kind of instinctively knowing when you need to be a bit fuller and uh, and when you might need to be a bit shorter. In terms of club cricket, I'd probably argue six to eight metres, and I'm just using that because that's the sort of terminology. That feels a little bit short, given that most of your wickets are probably going to be bold and LB because of being on slower, maybe more nibbly pitches. I don't know if you think that's fair. I agree with that. It's If you're looking, club wickets are generally a bit softer. Um, so you might be a fraction, mine may be a fraction fuller than that. But you know you're still going to be challenging some of the people's defence if you're around those areas. Mm. Mm. And what about um, in terms of ch uh, like kids, even even younger? So we're talking like kind of maybe let's say 14 and up. Would you where do you think they should be looking to bowl? Because that's that's a common one, isn't it? Where you'll hear junior coaches just saying just bowl fuller. You, yeah, you will, but it depends on where that kid's at, because, no, I'm not saying I was a gun, which I was, but I'm not saying it. Uh, 
<laughs> but I was playing at nine years old. I was playing thirteen cricket, so I'm playing with grown men. So my length is totally different to what it would have been to a nine-year-old if I was playing under tens cricket or whatever. Um, so you, you, as a youngster, you, you've got to just kind of keep almost search a little bit more and seeing what works against other batsmen. Um, but yeah, I think that's a bit more difficult to, to actually. Um, I don't know how to how to put it. It's more difficult to for them to execute because you don't know what range they could be playing at. Some kids who are playing their own age group one day and then playing three or four years above themselves where the lads are taller and get a bigger stride in. So that's kind of more just you've got to keep practicing bowling against different batsmen and trying to get your range right. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And um, obviously different standards probably have slightly slightly different uh, demands in terms of what lengthy bowl what about formats and stuff because obviously you know luckily we've played t20 uh, we played you know one day cricket championship cricket um in a variety of you know different uh eras i suppose because obviously we're, we're a little bit older now um in terms of across the formats are you still looking to get a batsman playing a forward defensive in a t20 or are you thinking more of that sort of uh hip high top of the pad length not seen many batters in T20 cricket defender. I have seen one or two leaves in my time, randomly. Um, but I kind of feel that if you are bowling that length, championship length, as an example, in T20 cricket, there's a high chance the bat can get the hands through it. Um, and we've just had Clarkie talking to us uh, the other day about how he didn't change his red ball length from his T20 length. Um, but he's someone who's a bit taller, getting a little bit more bounce. So maybe he didn't have to, but I felt myself, I had to bring my length back a, a foot, maybe, uh, from my red ball length to try and slam the deck harder and kind of hit hip height. In be- somewhere in between the, the stumps to hip height, I'd say um, waist height. That's where I was trying to bowl. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Obviously, that uh, that podcast with Clarky will come out after this one because it, it, it will but yeah you're, you're dead right he he is obviously blessed with some serious height which enables him perhaps to hold hold that kind of length in you know in all formats really and he used to bowl what three straight through in the power play didn't he but i'm mm. with you i think um in white ball i i definitely felt like i had to be slightly on the shorter side uh and or if well mainly because also the ball does less so you lose the right to just sort of throw it up there, don't you? Because it's not going to move as much. You can't just kind of throw it up there to get hit back over your head. You've got to kind of be hitting that, hitting that top of the top of the stumps, you know, yeah. thigh pad sort of length. Um, in in terms of again referring back to your default length, so we haven't exactly agreed on what that is, but let's say it's six meters that we're aiming for. We're aiming to get the the batsman playing a full defensive shot that or or play sort of. What's the term I'm looking for? Just on the crease and be a bit a bit stuck on the crease. What conditions can you think of where actually you know really you can be fuller than that straight away? Yeah, well, you're looking at softer wickets. It might have been raining. Um, so you know the wicket is going to be a little bit softer. The ball's going to potentially do a little bit more off the deck. You want to be pushing batters, almost getting them into driving the ball a little bit. Um You'd rather be driven back past, down, back past you down the ground 
than be cut. So you want to almost be a little bit fuller. You'd still encourage him face the back quite straight, but chance of nip, whether you're bowling swing or not. If it's a wet wicket, it's going to move off the deck a little bit. So you want to be a little bit fuller there. Um, conditions, obviously, if it's been quite dry, it's a good batting deck. You know, if you're that bit fuller, you're just going to get pumped back down the ground all day. So you want to um, bring your length back and almost have the batsman be caught mid-crease where, you know, it's not short enough for them to pull, but it's not full enough for them to get get hitting the ball back past you. That would be the times I would look at varying my length with weather conditions. Mm, yeah, no, definitely. It's um, it's quite exciting, isn't it, when you see something that's, you know, a little bit green, perhaps it's been overcast, overcast in the morning, there's been some bad weather the week before, and you, you know, you, you'd turn up for a championship game and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, you can be that mm. little bit more aggressive with the ball and, you know, you can creep up there and, and bowl a bit fuller. Um, interestingly, you, you said about being being fuller there. I've sometimes found that if you have a keeper that stands quite deep, they almost make you bowl fuller because you feel like you've got to reach them. Have you ever experienced that? I'm not bowled quick enough for that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't bowled quick enough. You know what I, I will say for myself? Um, I think my what I've ended up doing over my time is I've learned to kind of try and from the start get the batsman to be caught mid-crease uh, when I'm bowling from ball one. Um, and if the wicket is flatter, I will still bring my length back a touch, but then also I may even have the keeper up to stop the batsman from maybe coming out the crease, which then your length changes also if the batsman doesn't move out the crease. Um, keeper up to kind of push him back in the crease, and I'm looking for a bit of invariable bounce where one might shoot low and they get caught on the crease. Um, but I've not had that experience, mate. I, 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 one day I hope I can get the keeper <laughs> further back, but no. <laughs> No, I'm not saying I'm not saying the keeper being far back <laughs> is because of me bowling. But you, to be fair, I've had two two keepers actually in my career that like to take the ball a bit lower. Um, yeah. A guy called David Nash, who I played with at Middlesex back in the day, and actually currently Harry Swindles at Leicestershire prefers to take the ball kind of below his knee. Mm. And obviously, if a wicket is, let's say, a wicket is a typical pace, it might be in the UK. Yeah, the, you can kind of get tricked into being too full because you're trying to trying to get it through to them. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, yeah that that's quite niche, perhaps. You've I don't necessarily be, know you've why. Got be, you've got to be careful there, though, because Nick's might not carry if they're too far back, mate. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Actually, yeah. it, it it has a huge bearing on how everything goes because mm. you you don't want to be well. You want your third, let's say with a new ball anyway, you're probably going to have a third slip. You want your third slip in play. Yeah. If, if everyone is too play. deep. Yeah. Um, especially what, down fact, the hill at Grace Road at the minute. Yeah. In fact, I think I remember um, you played, Hampshire played Leicester at your place. And I'm sure you nicked off James Vince. Um, but he, I reckon the keeper might have been a bit too far back there. And he, he might have got a finger to it, but he was, I think he was too far back. When Vincey was on at about five, it, and he it, fifty. Um, this is this yeah. is bad memories. Yeah, that was his first ball. It dropped <laughs> short of third, and he got. Did he get a double? He got double hundred. No, yeah, one fifty, I think. Oh my god! Yeah, he absolutely. Literally, that was the only chance he gave away, and then he just panned it everywhere after that. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying it's easy to position yourself, but actually, you know, that 
that is something that can happen. And it's, um, I was, we were going to get to this uh, a little bit later, perhaps in the podcast, but their bowling a good, good length can get interfered with, can't it? Like you've mentioned, I think you mentioned slopes um, as being one thing that can alter how you have to bowl a length. Well, perfect example is you. You at Leicester, obviously, it's quite a decent slot there, isn't there? Um, coming up and down yeah, there. Yeah. Um, do you find that you have to adjust your lengths quite a bit or is it only subtly um, with the slope there? So, yeah. So I actually found, I did a lot of, I did a lot of analysis on this because obviously when I moved to Grace Road, I just, I like Grace Road. I thought I'd just, you know, move from Edgebaston there and bowl the same. Um, and actually I was bowling, frankly, I was bowling quite poorly down the hill. Um, and I've always quite liked bowling up the hill. In as a general rule, I've quite liked bowling up the hill because I feel like I'm disagree. I object to that. The amount of times at Warwickshire where I would run up the hill into the breeze for you to steaming down the slope, I disagree. <laughs> okay, well, well, yeah, this is that's a good point. I don't know. Okay, I, I, I take that on board because I, I think of Hove, for example. Yeah, and but Headingley, I like coming up the hill. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. Um, but my, my record from up the hill at Grace Road was better than it was from down the hill. Yeah. Basically. However, as a general rule, all bowlers operate better down the hill at Grace Road. So like, the stats say you should bowl down the hill at Grace Road if you're the experienced leading bowler in the team or whatever. Um, so I had to do something about it. And I found that down the hill, I actually had to feel like I was hitting the deck more so obviously, naturally, the ball would end up being a bit fuller. Yeah. But if I didn't rein myself back and try and hit the deck, it would be a bit floaty. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can you can relate to that. Um, whereas up the hill, I feel like you don't have to think quite so much actually up the hill. I feel like you can run in, and it's easier to actually hit a fuller length because you get that bit of extra bounce. At least that's my experience. I don't know if you feel the same way. Well, just from my experience of using Grace Rose as the example, I found it more difficult myself coming up um, than down. Um, okay. Like I said, I like to kind of hit the deck and try and get batters mid-court, mid-crease. I found it harder to do it up the slope. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I did. I don't know why that was. I think my length, maybe my length wanted to, just because of the slope, wanted to maybe drag a touch too short, so then trying to find my length a bit fuller, I, um, sorry, opposite way around. So I went a bit too full and then trying to drag my length a little bit shorter up the slope. I think I struggled with slightly. I still did okay, but it felt a lot more natural coming down the slope. Maybe just because the angle that I was able to hit what is more my natural length of crashing top of the stumps were a bit of breeze and slope behind me. Um, I actually think I got a wicket out of my rough that, that game as well. It was, it was the year you left, actually. Yeah, um, that, yeah, that was a funny game. Do you remember? I can remember Trotty the whole game. Found it fascinating that I'd already signed for Leicestershire, but obviously yeah. I was playing for Warwickshire, and he just kept shouting, didn't I? Come on, all ten of us out here, lads! Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he was a character. Um, but I, yeah, I remember you mine brilliantly that game. Um, interestingly, and this is why we're going to have a lot of fun on this podcast because there's going to be so many conversations that open up just kind of naturally. I feel like I probably run in quicker than you. Is that fair? 100%, yeah. 
Right. Yeah. So I love when I'm up the hill, I, I kind of have two cues that I say in my head and that's hit the deck and run in or be, be strong in my run up. So there, that's what I focus on. So basically bowling up a hill reinforces both of those. Do you know what I mean? It may, that, that's yeah. just what I find easier. So I think that's why it jives with me. However, you don't really want to have a career where you have to run up every hill that you come across. Do you know what I mean? It's sensible to enjoy bowling down the hill and get good yeah. at that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I am sorry, by the way, if I've made you come up the hill before in the past when you didn't want to. No, it was, no, it's fine. It was just my whole career with me and you at Warwickshire. It's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other thing I would definitely say can interfere, I don't know what your thoughts are, can interfere with length, is when you get a either a, a tall batter that someone's got a big stride or obviously a smaller batter that's quite deep in the crease, um, but also, which I think goes amiss, is that kind of loose cannon batsman that could leave two balls and then try and smash you off your length. What would you do in that scenario yourself? Um, well... This again, this is this is a it's a great question. And we've obviously talked we're talking about length and we're trying to really, really simplify it. And you can't because it's so there's so many little grey areas to it. So if, if personally me, if I'm bowling at a batsman who who is trying to slog everything that I'm let's say I'm I'm I want to be full because there's a little bit of swing there, but I feel like this boat's teeing off. Ultimately, that's a good thing if it's moving. However, I would want to create a little bit of doubt and I'd use my short ball a little bit. Just enough, because if it buys you half a yard, that's all you need. Um, and, I, and I actually think that that's probably the best reason to bowl your bouncer quite frequently is that hopefully that creates an error from a, from a batting point of view in terms of getting forward when when they, maybe it's maybe it's slightly on the crease or whatever. By having a good bouncer, there's more chance of a batsman making a mistake. Do you know what I mean? If yes. I explain that properly, yes, or you're saying is trying to keep the batsman a bit more honest. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, but actually, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about the outcome of the short ball either. I think that's the thing that people need to. I was just going to go on to that. I was going to ask about that because um, you mentioned about bouncer. How important is your length with a bouncer? Because I'm sure we were t we've been told you want to get your bouncer above the batsman's head, but from playing experiences, I think that's different. What are your thoughts on that? Man? Yeah, this is again. Every, I, I appreciate there's all kinds of different schools of thought, and I hear I hear that a lot. Get your bouncer high, um, and actually now in county cricket, the rules are funny about that because actually I think we get called for a no ball in county cricket, don't we? And it's two runs if you bowl a no ball yeah. that's too high. Personally, I back myself to hit the batter on the bounce with a bouncer. So that for me, it's an absolute effort ball, and I'm trying to hit them on the badge, and I'm unapologetic about that. Um, quite often, I think if you bowl it high, it, quite often it's just top edged, it gets top edged, and it goes for runs. I feel like the out the yeah, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I get so many wickets a year with my short ball. And it's always throat head height, and it always gets caught square leg. Genuinely, um, don't I don't overuse it now, but it gets it gets good results. But if it's high, quite often the the best result is a moral victory when it gets top edged over the keeper. And I'm like, yeah. that's a poor that's a poor result because at the end of the day, it's four runs. Um, 
again, this is this is just my view. Um, but yeah, I, I believe in bowling it to hopefully, you know, I say hit the batsman in the head, but it, it should be it should cause a, a real problem in that in that area. I think you. Well, I've always wondered as to why the advice is to bowl it above the batsman's head. Is it just assuming that the batsman's really good on it, or what? I, I what is a bouncer used for? It's the threatening delivery, isn't it? In my eyes, hundred percent. But it's not that threatening if it's over the head. In my eyes, I think you've got to be yeah trying to hit the badge on the top of the lid, um, and almost you know if they want to take it on, fair enough. If you play, you play. But if you miss, then chances are you're going to get hit, and no one wants to get hit, even if they're good on it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm the same as you, mate. I would wanting to be more that throat to head height because um, people are still if they want to take it on, they're still you know they're still top edges. Finally, like I, you have got quite a lot of wickets. I've seen you did in the final of the one day cup. You've got an Aaron yeah. Donald wicket. Um, whereas if that was above his head, he either misses it or it's a potential top edge over the keeper for four. Um, so yeah. You want to at least make them play it and you know cause a bit of disruption, like you said, around around them and what they're doing. Yeah, completely. That's a really good example. I think um yeah, it's it's one of those where I think and I and I get this with a lot of coaching advice, is sometimes the wording and the phrasing is wrong. So it's not that you need to bowl a high bumper. What's the actual problem is that you don't want to bowl it not high enough. Right. Yeah. So if you're bowling at a, let's say you're bowling at a James Vince, a quality batter. If you bowl your bouncer and it doesn't get above his shoulder height, yeah, he's pulling luck. it. He's going to pull it for four in front yeah. of square. However, your margin gets a bit better if it's higher. But I still think the best results will come from the head high bumper. So mm. ultimately, you've it come. It's a skill thing, isn't it? It's like anything. I know it's a quite a simple delivery. But if you're skillful enough and you consistently hit this kind of height, if you can see on our video, it's I'm sort of, you know, neck to top of the head. Yeah, I don't care how good the batter is. That's a proper shot, assuming you bowl an effortball bumper and you're not just half-hearted. Um, but if you don't bowl it to that height and you fall around that sort of nipple height against the best batters, you're going to go for, go for runs. That That's for sure. But I think if you're high, it can be a bit of a waste. Um and actually, I'd love to know like the the stats on it because yeah, I really feel like quite often the best scenario of that is a dot. Quite often, you think the fine legs in play because um, that's the only place it's going. If you bowl a high one, if you bowl a high bumper, there's no way it goes in front of square. So you've got a deep square leg; the ball won't go there. It'll go finer, and invariably it goes over the boundary rope. I swear, um, unless you've got huge, huge dimensions, but. Um, that was interesting how, how that went on to bouncers there. That, that yeah, a, bounce, a length for a bouncer is still, for me, quite important. Um, and I'm not the quickest, but I've still found success using it at times. Um, but next question I have for you is how do you improve your ability to bowl a good length? Oh, well, th this, is a, this is an amazing question because I think the, pod, the podcast hinges on this. <laughs> I don't think it's very easy. Um, the 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 first thing I think of is ultimately bowling at lots of different batters and getting because length to me is a feeling and 
also I never I don't think of length as a fixed point it's a range so that's what I do like about that whole six to eight meter comment is it gives you a, an, an, a you know a block an area because um, no one's perfect you can't hit the same spot over and over um, so I think bowling at lots of different batters and obviously within that you're gonna get tall guys short guys batsmen that play well off the short ball batsmen that drive drive the ball well and you're building up a database in your head of what the lengths feel like, um, which which means actually you've kind of just got to get stuck in in the nets and actually actually bowl at batters. I don't know if you've got other other methods. I can think of a couple more, no, but I'm I mean, sure you've got some views. Yeah, I agree with that, but I, I think in like first class or county age group stuff, you're going to get batsmen that will be taking the nets a lot more serious than sometimes some quill cricketers potentially will do because it's a kind of a bit of a, at times they want to work on stuff, but it's also a bit of a enjoyment part for them is bowling gets different uh, batsmen, tall, small or whatever, teammates, but actually set the net up for them to take it seriously as well. Um, yeah. So no point you trying to work on hitting top of the stumps, testing someone's defence if they're just looking to try and bomb you because then it's a, it's a lot more difficult because naturally your competitive side will then try and adjust to stop them from trying to hit you everywhere. So you end up not being able to practice specifically bowling a good length. You end up trying to bowl a bouncer and then go slower ball um, to try and balance the net session out. Um, you almost have to have it organised that, right, let's try and take this seriously. For me to improve, and actually as a batsman for you to potentially improve, let's try and take this net seriously. And if it's a good ball, respect it as a good ball. Um, and also I think... Bowling a good ball and actually having any sort of delivery, it's boring. You have to do the same thing over and over. There's no point practicing it for a few balls and trying something else. You've got to, to be the best at bowling in good areas and having different skills, you've got to practice them constantly over and over and over and not flitter in and out of different skills. Um, so you've got to be a little bit boring. It can be, it can take time, but I think you'd reap the rewards down the line when you're playing and, you know, you're helping the team picking up wickets here and there because you're able to challenge the batsman more often than not because you've repeated doing that over and over. I, I think you're spot on there, mate. And actually, you know what? I, I, you've you've said that sort of the word boring there in terms of the fact that it's quite repetitive. And I think there's an element of that's because we're a bit older. But actually, to be honest, if you're a young lad or just a club player wanting to be as good as they can be, or even a young professional emerging in your game. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be. Uh, you shouldn't find it boring. You're trying to perfect your perfect your skill. And if if you do find things get a bit stale, just find ways of competing within your practice. I suppose. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. set records and compete against other bowlers. And and actually, last couple of years at Leicestershire, we've used full track a lot to measure our you know our performance in training. And honestly, it's completely. Uh, yeah, it's made me love training again. That. don't get me wrong I, I i like training but the full track and the fact that i can see every every detail recorded yeah and i can try and beat my you know 80 percent on a good length and go again in the next session i love that um also interestingly so we talked about bowling at batters there you can do target bowling which you've just mentioned and obviously you can get those top of off boxes right which yeah really good yeah before that just because i want to finish off with what you were saying there um oh yeah okay cool cool just one more thing on that 
there will be times when you might have batters that do want to kind of be a little bit aggressive and not practice the way you would hope they will. You did this, I think me and yourself did this. There was me, you, and this was Warwickshire and another bowler um, bowling at one of the batsmen. And the batsman was kind of respecting me and you, but then teeing off the other bowler. And the other lad was bowling just as well as us. Um, but we were saying, look, you're going to have to use your bumper to keep him honest. And he didn't. You know who I'm on about. You know the two people I'm on about. I think, was it Steph Pierre? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he got taken down the whole net and he was trying to hit his length, but the other batsman was just kind of being a bit of a bully in the, the way he was playing him. And at the end of that net, the coach spoke to the to Steph and just said that, you know, that wasn't really good enough. We had to earn the right for the batsman to respect us where it was like, if you're not, if you're not going to stay true to actually how you bowl, how we're bowling, then you know, we might have to give. We might have to be be a little bit more aggressive um, in how we bowl the ball, and we got the respect back very quickly, and uh, to then be able to just repeat what we what we needed to do, which was kind of graft and perfect our skill of bowling a good area. So, if that does happen to anyone who's listening, club cricket, you might have to ramp it up a little bit to then, you know, put them back in the place. If you can, if not, then you know, just kind of keep trying to graft. I, I love what you're saying here because actually at the end of the day, when there's a batter there, for me, it should force you to compete and you should find yourself getting more competitive. And ultimately, when you cross the cross the line to play a game, you've got to be. You've got to be aggressive. It's you or the batter at the end of the day. And actually, length is a really interesting one. And particularly as you go up levels, is you'll find you'll be up against a good batter or maybe a world-class batter and you actually can feel yourself in a bit of a wrestling match for your length, can't you? Yeah. Like, think about the, the very best, arguably, someone like Ricky Ponting. I think he's done a masterclass on Sky where he talks about, he has a, t in his own mind, he gives the bowler a little tea cloth of an area to hit. And if they don't hit it, if they hit it short, he pulls it. If he hits it full, he drives it. The point being, yeah, you have to earn every bit of that length through yeah. effort, sweat, skill, bit of movement, using your short ball well. And ultimately, Ricky Ponting's talking about a tea towel. That's not every batter. The the more you can fight and scrap, that starts getting a bit bigger, doesn't it? In terms of the length you can hit. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I yeah I can actually remember that net now. You, now you mention it. Um, um, yeah, as you were saying about putting target, you can have a target on top of the stump, and that can help if you've not got a batsman there. Um, you can have you can put a marker down on for your areas to try and hit a wicket. Um, I was someone I didn't respond too well to that because having like a mat down for an area to hit because I always thought that I would end up just putting it there and not bowling it. Um, so mm -hmm. I actually like to just, if I was bowling through to someone, uh, a keeper or whatever, I always like to have it just open but make sure I was doing the right things. And you could, for me, I could see visually if I was bowling a good area. But I like to see, I personally like to see what the ball was doing after it had gone past the stumps. Because if it was doing the right things and it was good in a good area, that was ticking boxes for me to know I'm doing, I'm doing everything correct. Yeah, I, again, I agree with you. And I think that there's ultimately there's different sort of character types. So, again, we spoke to Ricky Clark and he said he liked bowling at a target on the floor. Yeah. Now, when, when I bowl, I don't look at the floor. I don't look at where I bowl the ball, which actually a lot of bowlers don't. You get bowlers who look at the spot they're bowling and you get bowlers who look at a broader 
area, yeah. which might include the batter, top of the stumps and stuff. So I would much rather train either or with a pad on the top of the stumps and with, with a keeper like you watch the ball, how it continues to carry and things. Um, I don't get much from bowling at a target on the floor. That's not to say that you can't, because there will be types of people out there who love that. Um, but it is good for measuring, isn't it? Like I think if you've got, if you've got full track, great, you can measure your length, whether you look at a spot on the floor or not. Equally, if you're in an indoor school, you can chalk it up, can't you? You can chalk up five to seven meters, six to eight, chalk up what you want and see see what your outcome is. But um, that's where you kind of have got to try and figure out what your unique style might be or what what gets you going, isn't it, as a character? Yeah. Um, how are we doing here, Keith? Have we covered off all the points that we that we wanted to talk about? I think so. I think we've given enough um, good key points there for length. Um and hopefully people can try this stuff that we've talked about and see it a little bit more clearer um, if they were a little bit confused before. So to kind of conclude or wrap up the episode, I'm going to try and pull some of these points together. And we'll actually, we probably will do a shorter video, won't we, for YouTube or something like that. Um, but I guess my advice would be try and get an idea of what a good length is on that pitch before you even start, right? So if it's really green and the weather conditions look favourable, you're looking probably at being more like five metres. If it's dry, sunny, and it looks flat, you're probably going to be near a six. Um, again, look at, the, look at the batters, look at your opponents, where what they're like, and that should give you information, and this is all before you even start. So we've got a gauge from before the game, and then in terms of training and stuff, Bowl at batters in nets, experience what different batters do, because ultimately you're going to get used to the different feelings that you, you know, what it feels like to be a little bit fuller at a shorter batter versus hitting the deck more against a taller guy. And then we we talked about, didn't we, target bowling and about working out what target bowling works for you. Do you like bowling at a fixed target on the floor or would you rather have a, a target on the top of the stumps? It's a little bit more of a visual thing there. Um, and finally, use your bumper because that will buy you a little bit of length. For sure. Um, right, Keith. Is there anything anything else to add? Is that a nice wrap up? Are you happy to uh, to leave it there for the day? I'm happy to leave it there, mate. I think that was quite a good good one for people to listen to, and hopefully we can get a few more people listening and um, they put this stuff into practice. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was great. If you liked it, follow us on all the social media channels, YouTube, and these sorts of things. We are on YouTube, so that's the one that we're we're a little bit behind on at the moment. So. Join us on there. Right. Take it easy, everyone. I'll uh, I'll uh, play the outro music if I can get it right, Keith. But here we go. See you all soon.